0: And it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, we buy shit we don't need.
1: Ideas are bricklaying. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis.
2: Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Sean Wells, Daniel Solomons. Welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. All right, quick question before we get into your backstory: How much parazanthine do you guys have coursing through your veins right now?
0: I mean, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit more. <laughs> we'll explain what that is for our listeners in a second. But I guess let's
2: uh, let, for 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 our folks who aren't familiar with you guys, maybe you could each give us a little bit of your backstory
0: and how we got here. Uh, okay, I can. Uh, I'll jump in first, I guess. Um, I am. Sean Wells. I'm a a biochemist, a dietitian. I'm well known in the industry as the world's greatest formulator. No, I didn't give myself that name. I've just been in the industry for... It wasn't your mom either, was it? (laughs) She liked it. (laughs) Uh, I've been in the industry over 20 years, formulated over a thousand supplements, patented uh, over 25 ingredients, uh, including paraxanthine and tea cream and dynamine prior to it. Um, oh, you I mean, were
2: responsible for those?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really. All right. Cool. Yep. And a new one, dilucine, baba, like a, a bunch of really cool ingredients. Dihydroberberine. There's, there's been a lot of cool ingredients. Um, I speak on stage all over the world. I've uh, spoken in probably 30 different countries. Um, like I'm. Speaking in Poland and Estonia coming up, Mind Valley U, keynoting at both of these conferences and Amsterdam at uh Biohackers Summit. Oh, nice. Uh, so I have a best selling nice. book called The Energy Formula. That's all on biohacking. Um yeah, that's that's done very well. I'm coming out with a chorus on that. Um, so yeah, lo- a lot of cool stuff. I've been around, been around the block and definitely parazanthine is a very exciting ingredient. It's our branded name for its uh, infinity. We've filed about 40 patents, done over 10 studies on it, and um, and we partnered up with Daniel Solomons, the yeah. CEO of Update. Nice passing of the baton. Daniel, yeah. take it
1: away. Um, <laughs> hey guys, I'm Daniel Solomons, CEO of Update and one of the co-founders. Um, Unlike Sean and, and yourself, Anthony, I, I haven't been around the block with biohacking um, or supplements. More new to the game as of three years ago, um, as you can tell by the accent, I'm not from America. Um, I jumped ship from Sydney, Australia, about four years ago. Um, came from the finance world. Uh, got to a point where you know learning curve was no longer exponential. Booked a one way flight to New York and said to myself, "I'll make it work." and uh 3 years later we're here launching update uh with Sean and his team well um, so kind of my atypical uh approach to the industry <laughs> yeah so what did you um you came here with, with with
2: with no plan no job and just kind of decided that you were going to go into this
1: space or how did how did how did this sort of transpire um, yeah great question so when i moved here i would hang out with Three of my really close friends, Justin Hauser, David, and Mikey Hess. And they had a holding company where they had incubated a number of different consumer businesses. Um, They have a sushi chain. They have an omakase restaurant. They had started a CBD beverage called Recess. um, And more recently, a technology company called Geneva. Um, All of which were doing fantastically well and are doing fantastically well. And we'd hang out all the time and wanted to find a way to work together. Um, and the best way to work together was to start a new business because they each run one. And so I would run the new one. And uh, in Justin's business, Geneva, he had an engineer uh, who was a biohacker. His name is Ali. Um, he's now one of our advisors. And he would come to work every day with you know supplements that he made in his basement, essentially. Um, and then we were able to try nootropics for the first time. And it was really the first time we had experienced something that felt like an Adderall, but was made up of natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got really excited by this idea. And we thought, what if we can actually share this with the world um, in the form of an energy drink? Because everyone needs energy. And uh, right now, the go-to stimulant for energy is caffeine. And so what if we can actually you know, flip the narrative and come up with something that is caffeine free? but still provides you with what you want from caffeine and the alertness, the focus, the energy, um, but by being caffeine free and removing, uh, the, the consumption from caffeine and, and it's, uh, some of its metabolites to a, to an alternate source, um, you then wouldn't be susceptible to the side effects. And, um, that was when we started going down the path of, you know, creating a product and creating update. Um, it took a lot of trial and error, um, of myself ordering ingredients off, you know, Nootropics Depot and off Amazon, uh, ordering, you know, mixing everything up in a science lab, uh, homemade science lab, I should say, um, and a lot of trial and error before realizing that we need to call in the experts, um, and that's when we got in touch with Sean and, and his team. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I've, I mean, I've,
2: I've drank your first product update. Many times, got a bunch of our our clients on it, and they love it. And um, I would agree, it has an effect where it's almost like a lot of the positives of caffeine without the negatives. Um, where where caffeine, I think, for a lot of people, especially when used chronically, can lead to low mood. You've got the crash and and a variety of other downsides that we'll talk about. Um, but kind of, I'd like to contrast and compare paraxanthine to maybe it's, I don't know if you call them its predecessors, but, but teocrine and dynamine. Um, I I've experimented with those as well. And a lot of people love them. I got a little bit like kind of cracked out and weird on them and, and wasn't crazy about the effect that they had on me. But I know that a lot of people find them extremely helpful as nootropic agents and similar, like they'll say, Oh, it's kind of like caffeine, but better and so on and so forth. Um, Sean, maybe you could speak a little bit on the differentiating factors between teocrine, dynamine, how those affect the body and then perizanthine, and why you saw a need for something
0: like perizanthine. Yeah, that's a great question um, and a, yeah, a really interesting one. I like that, Anthony. So I, I've really never gotten that one. Um, I would say that first off, teocreen, which is Theocrine is the actual molecule, um, is a longer half-life than both caffeine or methylliberine, which is known as dynamine, um, and parazanthine. So theacrine is a very long half-life and it makes a good nootropic. Um, it's just neither one, neither, I would say neither dynamine nor theacrine are quite as clean as an experience as perizanthine. I've never had anything be as clean as perizanthine. So one, I would agree. I I think tea cream and and dynamine are better than caffeine for me. Like I have have a lot of struggles with caffeine and they're better, but one, both of them are extremely bitter and very difficult to flavor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long lasting bitterness issues that have come a long way uh, with some work that's been done um, by our distributor compound solutions. But, you know, Parazanthine, um, the Infinity brand, is is the cleanest experience of them all and is the shortest half-life of them all. So it's about a three-hour half-life. What's cool about it is we see that almost everyone experiences parazanthine the the same way. We do not see that with, as you're saying, tea cream, dynamine, caffeine especially. There's a lot of bio-individuality. There's a lot of genetic differences in these cytochrome P450 liver um, methylation pathways, detoxification pathways, um, that with caffeine, for example, you have a half-life variance uh from individual to individual of one and a half to ten and a half hours. Right. a massive difference. And that's half-life. So half and, and you're talking means, about like a fast, fast metabolizer versus a slow metabolizer. A, exactly. Yep. Exactly. And half-life means to get to half of that level that you ingested, right? And then the next half-life would be half of that, which is a quarter. And the next half-life would be half of that, which is an eighth. So literally you're talking when you're talking 10 and a half hours like three days later this stuff is like still in your system at appreciable levels for some of these people that are very slow metabolizers mm-hmm. so we're not talking the same molecule when we think we're talking the same molecule from person to person it's a very different experience now t and dynamine barely occur in nature, they occur in very, very, very small levels, as does paraxanthine. But what's interesting with paraxanthine is about 70 to 80% of caffeine converts to paraxanthine. So now you might ask the question, well, if I'm having caffeine, like 90% of the world's population, literally, that's the number, um, then I should expect that I have plenty of paraxanthine. Here's where the problem comes in. One, caffeine itself has toxicity. Uh, it's actually in plants to be an insect repellent, a natural and yeah. I mean it's it's a neurotoxin. Exactly. Two, the other two metabolites are theobromine and theophylline. Theobromine is toxic to cats and dogs, kind of very little effect in humans. And then which is, which is why people
2: is, shouldn't leave chocolate out around their dogs.
0: Exactly. Uh, and then theophylline, which is a bronchodilator, a controlled substance, ton of side effects. And so what we're seeing is when you give straight paraxanthine, you're avoiding caffeine, you're avoiding theophylline, theobromine, and then their metabolites. And what we're finding is that paraxanthine, which is a dimethylxanthine, and caffeine is a trimethylxanthine. So one of these methyl groups is getting removed. And depending on which methyl group gets removed, you get theophylline, theobromine, or paraxanthine. because caffeine is one three seven trimethyl xanthine. Mm-hmm. And if you stay with me, I'm, I'm trying to not get into the weeds too much, but that three methyl group is the one that we're finding is toxic that's present in caffeine, that's present in theobromine, that's present in theophylline, that's present in their metabolites, even when we look at those like 3MX, and they have side effects. But what we see with parazanthine is it has about one tenth the toxicity of of any of these compounds easily. And then it has a, just a much greater safety profile across the board. You don't get the arrhythmia, the anxiety, the sleep disruption, the brain fog, all of these things. Uh, are not present with paraxanthine. And we believe that's because that three methyl group is removed and it's one seven dimethyl So this is a really unique molecule that I think, even compared to T creine and dynamine and, and synephrine and, you know, a nicotine and a hundred other stimulants out there, like this has the cleanest profile that I have found.
1: Period. I think, I think also, Sean, to, to add to that, like, tea, cream, dynamine, and caffeine—they're all very overstimulating from an energetic point of view. Whereas parazanthine is far more of a focus, alertness, motivation, flow state, mm-hmm. um, yeah. as opposed to overstimulating energy. Yeah, um, and that's really part of the clean, healthier, less toxic uh, profile. That's that's been some of my experience
2: too, well, yeah. and and I've experimented with all of these substances mentioned so far in the podcast and and um and things like Adderall and Vyvanse and um you know Modafinil yep and and a lot of those too you quickly get into this overstimulated territory where you may be effective but your state sucks and you're kind of robotic and you're like short with people i don't want to live like that i don't care if i get Twenty percent more done, or twice as much done. If I'm cracked out and overstimulated, it's not for me. That's not a a high quality human experience, you know. Based on on what else I value, and I don't experience any of that with with the parazanthine. Now, um, this is more just out of my out out of curiosity, but we're seeing more and more people with, you know, it's it's labeled as the MTHFR genetic variation or or methylation issues, if you want to call it that. Do you believe, Sean, that there is a connection between methylation issues and caffeine intolerance. And perhaps some of that is being solved with paraxanthine and the, the structure of the compound, or am I talking out of my ass and making something up here? I'm not a chemist and I don't pretend to be one on the internet.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh it's an interesting question. It's, it's not fully right, but it actually opens the door for a very great conversation. So, That MTHFR um, is in reference to the gene that uh, metabolizes um, folic acid um, down that pathway from folic acid that might occur in food or in supplements to its active, which is 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate. And a methyl, if anyone here is listening or or watching and and you've taken a a basic chemistry class or certainly uh, organic chemistry, methylation sounds like something that's crazy and cool, but it's like literally like an H. (laughs) It's like a line, a hydrogen that, you know, and it's the removal and the addition. And almost like, I would say 95% of the metabolism of these chemicals that are going on in your body revolves around the simple addition and subtraction of this one little hydrogen, you know, like, and so like I was saying, when you're going from caffeine to, um, or theophylline or theobromine, it's just the removal of a hydrogen, depending on which one it's removing. And you're absolutely right. Methylation errors is a huge issue. Uh, it can lead to cancer related to DNA methylation, um, and yes, certainly how you metabolize all these chemicals, and that has to do with the cytochrome P four fifty pathway with the liver. How well you metabolize these drugs, uh, and if your liver's impaired, you're going to have uh, metabolism issues with these drugs, and and they'll stay toxic longer. Um, And absolutely, I think as we're seeing more chemicals in our environment, you know, it's literally gone up, you know, something like 50 X from like 100 years ago. There's no doubt that our liver and our body metabolism is overwhelmed, I'll say, you know, and to some degree impaired if you're like immunocompromised, if you're aging, if you're taking a lot of pharmaceuticals. You know, all these if you're already stressed, you know, from EMFs, from being divorced or losing your job or, you know, whatever, like uh, you're going to see greater methylation areas, you're going to see greater metabolism issues. So it's a really interesting discussion and, you know, a great methylator to take to protect your body, especially when it comes to cancer and DNA issues is something like creatine, betaine. Uh, MSM, these are great methylators that you can take um, for your body to to support the methylation process and pathway. The modern man is devolving
2: and at a rapid pace. Men today have an average IQ that's eight points lower than they were just 20 years ago. Men today are 50% more likely to be depressed compared to just 20 years ago, are 300% more likely to be obese compared to just 60 years ago, have sperm counts that are 62% lower than they were just 50 years ago, and have testosterone levels that are about 50% lower than they were just 20 years ago. But the reality is that it doesn't have to be this way. Your manhood, your strength, your power, your energy, your focus, all of these things are within your control, And you just need to recognize that all over the world, there are people that are curing cancer. There are people that are overcoming heart disease. Diabetes is a choice if you have the right tools at your disposal. But if you are one of the men that does not want to follow this pattern and you want to take control of this stuff, you want to have control over your body and mind, then I encourage you to go to biohackercoaching.com. Fill out the short form, grab a time to talk with myself or someone from our team. Everything that we do is 100% guaranteed. If you're not absolutely thrilled with the results that you get, I don't want your money, I'll give it back. If you don't get a return, meaning if you don't make more money as a result of us working together because of greater energy, greater health, greater, greater focus, greater mental clarity, thinking faster, working smarter, getting more done in less time, then I don't want your money. So it's no risk to you. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of the biohacking secrets family. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you want to level up, go to biohackercoaching.com. Thank you. You know, there's so much stress in, in our world right now. We're seeing more people that are in chronic sympathetic dominance, chronic yes. fight or flight. And consequently, their digestion sucks um, and they're finding that they feel better migrating towards foods that perhaps have lower digestive burden or feeding windows where they are in a fasting state for 16 plus hours a day. Again, you know, lowering their digestive burden and and, and helping to make that switch into detoxification, rest, rest and digest. And it, it makes me wonder, you know, when you see people responding well to smoothies and juicing and, and, and certain types of food that, that burn cleaner, are we also migrating towards supplements that burn cleaner and don't have as high of a like methylation burden and that sort of thing? You know, where it's just a more energy efficient process, and consequently, people feel better. I mean, I
0: don't know. We're getting into a little bit of territory that we don't know, but it's no, no, interesting. No, no, I mean, to, that, right? this is this is a, it's a great point. One I like to talk about, and actually leads into some of the other ingredients in the update. So. Like in update, we have uh, methylcobalamin, which is the methylated coenzymated active form of B12 instead of cyanocobalamin, it's which methylcobalamin. is toxic and synthetic. Right. And um, and then for example, with tyrosine, you know, we have the N acetyl version, which is uh more readily crossing the blood-brain barrier. Um, you know, we have the five htp over standard um, you know, tryptophan. So Um, You know, we've taken those steps to include like the most active, most easily metabolized forms to your point. Um, And, you know, like when I formulate, I certainly avoid, um, you know, something that's going to have a a high burden of of heavy metals or like be in the kind of lower um, active state. Like I always look for this most active form, the most concentrated form um for those reasons so yeah those are those are great points anthony yeah i i appreciated that about the formulation and i mean
2: for for people listening if 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 you drink energy drinks certainly you want to look closely at the label and i think i don't i don't think anyone that listens to this podcast thinks energy drinks are healthy it's probably more of a situation where they're like I need to function and I'm at a BP and and, and I got to get some garbage and I'll make up for it. But if you, if, if, if whatever you're drinking a supplement or energy drink or any of that contains cyanocobalamin, it's synthetic and, 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 and toxic. And there's a lot of cyanide. Forms. It's cyanide. literally cyanide. cyanide. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, we want to start checking our labels if you're not already and, um, and, and, and to kind of elaborate on N acetyl L tyrosine, I mean, I feel I don't really feel tyrosine that much unless I take a ton. N acetyl L tyrosine, I do. Mm-hmm. And there are many parents who have helped get their kids off of prescription stimulants like Adderall and Ritalin by dosing them with N acetyl L tyrosine and some of these ingredients that you're discussing
0: that you've included in updates. Um, yeah, those are all dopaminergics. Um mm-hmm. and that is that reward pathway and and a lot of hmm, that was a big discussion like a, a lot of addictive behavior revolves around dopamine and you'll see like social media in particular like revolves around the dopamine reward pathway like getting likes and comments and mm-hmm you know these kinds of things and and that can lead to addiction you know it can lead to like sexual addiction gambling addiction all these things the right amount of dopamine uh can be powerful in giving you swagger confidence um productivity focus so you know that's what we find one with something like exercise with great relationships with certainly working out at the gym and and you know having purpose and passion in your life, but also with parazanthine, we see a healthy amount of dopamine release, but we also see with it, uh, it's important that the other neurotransmitters are, are delivered as well. And so, you know, for example, when you look at the data around depression, serotonin alone is a very flawed um, theory Mm-hmm. And like SSRIs are are actually highly ineffective. Like uh, most of the meta analyses show that they're um, either of no effect or actually of negative effect. And then you uh, add but, to that like fluoxetine,
2: yeah, F-L-U, that, that's fluoride. Yeah, like yeah. like Prozac yeah. is you're, you're you're consuming fluoride every day. Yeah, and, uh, Can- if you like uh, your if you like your third eye opened, I might not want to eat fluoride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I
0: you're, your calcifying. I mean, if we're talking about their, efficacy. we also have to talk about their toxicity. Right, right. So, but ultimately um, when you think about that and you look at like, for example, with magic mushrooms, psilocybin, et cetera, those things are actually bringing on all the neurotransmitters. That's why they've been so effective for depression, major depressive disorder, all the neurotransmitters, histamine, uh, norepinephrine, um, you know, uh, acetylcholine, um, dopamine, endorphins, GABA, like all these things are coming online and it's not just one. And so we're seeing that with paroxanthine. We see serotonin, we see dopamine. We also see um, the really important antioxidants, glutathione and catalase. Uh, We see reduced oxidative stress. We see greater nitric oxide in the brain via PDE9 inhibition. This is via perizanthin? Yes. Really? Perizanthin alone, yep. And then we're also seeing increased BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, the protein associated with neuroplasticity. So the brain is more young, more youthful, more resilient as a result of this. Like it helps heal existing neurons and bring new neurons uh, online. And now, so Is all of that true for caffeine? No, huh. none of that's true of caffeine. Very interesting then. So it's either not true or to a much, much lesser degree. Um, Yeah. So, you know, that's where we see huge differences with, with paraxanthine, And that's why there's kind of this afterglow effect. Like people don't even notice like the crash or notice it kind of wear off. There isn't one. You'll, you'll feel paraxanthine, but then you'll just feel better. And we're seeing with our early data that we're pulling from an e-gaming study that's forthcoming um, that there's a time effect that the more you use it, the better the effect is. And with caffeine, we actually see the opposite. There's an adaptation habituation effect where it kind of has diminishing returns. Yeah, it's it's, it's all very interesting. And um, to kind of tie in what you mentioned about
2: neurotransmitters and, and sort of the serotonin. I don't, a hypothesis theory, it, it it doesn't really check out. And I had a fascinating conversation with Dr. Ken Gilman. And he was telling me that when he was in medical school, they were doing a lot of research around depression. And he's like, and we, we were very um, diligent about measuring serotonin. He's like, do you know why? And I, I said, no. And he goes, because that's the only neurotransmitter we could measure. He goes, we couldn't even track any of the other ones. So all these theories were built around serotonin largely because that was the only thing for a long time that could be measured. And now we're starting to see, even with Parkinson's, for example, if we take the extreme, uh, many people consider that to be a dopaminergic issue, you know, the, a degradation or breakdown in the substantia nigra and, and, and low dopamine production. Yep. There's a lot of cases where that doesn't check out. Yeah, And we we certainly see a big connection with norepinephrine and then there are class action lawsuits now around paraquat glyphosate a variety of toxins and them leading to these neurodegenerative conditions where if we just keep focusing on dopamine and loading people up with l-dopa or carbidopa and levodopa that come with their own host of side effects and issues we're going to be looking for solutions in perhaps some of the wrong places and i think we need to take a much more holistic view of this and and like you said stop being so fragmented and reductionist in our approach and say look the brain needs neurotransmitters and these neurotransmitters often work in synergy um we're less likely to run into problems if if we're if we're taking a more holistic approach and including all of the neurotransmitters or at least natural substances that bring them up um in a less
0: you know, where, where you're like, really just hitting one heart, I guess, right. And yeah, in a more in a, a holistic way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's it's just like, the, what's called the endocrine cascade. There's essentially that same concept holds true with neurotransmitters that like one uh, begets another one begets another one begets another one. You know, it's very like cyclical. This is the idea of like homeostasis at its heart, like, is there's a balance. And I think if we get away from the idea, like Daniel brought up the word flow before and we get away from the idea of like pushing the limits, like where biohacking used to live in this ultra masculinized term of like, how do we go to the most extreme? And we find that like true health lies in the center where there's resilience, where you're balanced with your sympathetic and parasympathetic, where you're balanced in your kind of masculine feminine energies, if you will of like productivity but also like self-care of relaxation of you know like being in right. a flow state is is like being both relaxed and stimulated mm-hmm. and this isn't like being jacked up and over stimulated like you're talking about like when michael jordan was in his flow state when tiger woods is in his flow state it's coming easily it's like things are slowed down for them
1: like you know it's it's that's you're relaxed and stimulated changing the narrative of biohacking to you know isn't needed like you're always looking for a cheat code yeah it's like a very short-term solution and like that's not the case no Um, it's that's kind of like what caffeine is it's this short-term solution you consume it it awakens you for a little bit then you crash then you consume it again, then you have a really groggy and disrupted sleep, you wake up the next day, you feel terrible. And so what do you do, you get caffeine again, and the cycle repeats. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a sustainable for for most people who are slow metabolizers, especially um, it's not a sustainable biohack. Absolutely. And I completely agree. I mean, I,
2: I I issue the 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 biohacking definition of looking for shortcuts. And, and um, I think that your mentality sort of needs to be, I'm if you want an outcome in health or anything, you sort of need to come at it from a place of, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, but I want the fastest, safest, most effective course of action. And I see biohacking as not being tied to any single discipline, but rather drawing from all disciplines in order to determine what will help solve this health challenge or create this health outcome in the straightest path, the straightest line that is also safe, you know, and, and, and ties in things like the Hippocratic oath. And, you know, for people that want to leverage their time and energy and, and, and all of those sorts of things, you know, but if you're looking for shortcuts, you're going to be spinning your wheels and, and, and biohacking is not that, and it's not for you. Totally. So what, I mean, you guys are doing a variety of different trials and experiments and and it looks like you're you're measuring many different things with parazanthine and update what study or, or or bit of clinical research are you most excited about that you can talk about you mentioned some things earlier you know and, and i'm just kind of interested like what you guys are seeing or if you had like a holy shit moment
1: i mean sean you, you can jump into the actual like clinical studies you've done after but for me the holy shit moment was um you know, we, we hand out cans every day to hundreds of people and you have a massive cohort of individuals who are slow metabolizers of caffeine and really try to steer clear of it as best as they can and um, in many instances i i know many people who who can't even drink a tea unless it's cafe- unless it's decaffeinated mm-hmm. and so the holy shit moment was when you know they were given an update and all of a sudden, for the first time in their life, were they able to experience the energy that you know a moderate metabolizer gets from caffeine uh, without any of those side effects? Um, and and that was massive for me because then all of a sudden, you know, not only are we coming up with a better solution for existing energy drink drinkers, um, but there's a whole new group of people who have now created a solution for. Um, so for for me that was really the most exciting thing where there's a you know really new people um, that can all of a sudden experience the energy um, and the focus that other people get from caffeine but without those side effects.
0: Yeah, what we're seeing, Anthony. Like before, I jump into actual studies. I mean, here's some quick numbers. I mentioned before, nine out of ten people on the planet consume some kind of caffeine daily. But I'm we see blown away by that. Yeah, but. But other studies have shown that nine out of 10 people that consume caffeine want to consume less caffeine. (laughs) Eight out of those nine were about 81% of the planet wants to consume less of the caffeine that they're consuming. Mm -hmm. And as Daniel pointed out, it's like this abusive relationship that there's like almost no getting off that roller coaster or carousel, if you will. And so you know, that's a fascinating thing. And then we see about 59, 60% of the population are considered slow metabolizers. And then maybe about 20% are fast metabolizers. Fast metabolizers take caffeine and they're the ones that say, oh, I can go straight to bed. Like they they really get little to no effect from it. What we see with paraxanthine is they get great effect from caffeine. What we see on slow metabolizers with paraxanthine is that they're not going through the hell anymore. They're not going through all the side effects. Yes, we are converting about 60, 70, 80% of that caffeine to paraxanthine. The question is, how long does it take and how long are you stuck in toxicity of both caffeine and these other metabolites? So, that process can be a slow drip to where you're essentially getting none of the benefit of paraxanthine, but you're getting all of the side effects. So, yes, there's conversion. It's just the question of how long is it taking and what are you stuck with in the meantime? And so, for the slow metabolizers, they're getting almost no benefit and they're getting all the side effects. For the fast metabolizers, they're getting almost no benefit. But at least they're getting very little side effects. And then there's these Goldilocks people that are, you know, maybe 20% that are doing pretty well with caffeine. But even this will be cleaner because it has a host of other benefits, as we're pointing out, with neurotransmitters, with nitric oxide, with uh, reduced oxidative stress, with BDNF and neuroplasticity, literally healing and protecting the brain. And even after
1: withdrawal, right? Like you, you have caffeine. I look, I, I love coffee, right? I love the taste of coffee. I love the ritual every I had, morning. I had a little espresso with
2: lion's mane and saffron before we yeah. jumped on. But that's right? because I'm waiting on my update order. Because <laughs> I'm a, a little hesitant to put this podcast out there because I think I'm going to be waiting longer if uh, a whole bunch of our listeners end Whoa. up buying it. Um, Daniel, I want you to continue in, in 10 seconds, but I just want to mention for our listeners, uh, the website, if you guys want to check, check out update is drinkupdate.com. We will have a biohacks discount code set up for you. So if you want to try update, um, I actually reached out to Sean and Daniel because I've drink a bunch of this stuff. A number of, of guys in our program are on it and love it. And um, I wanted to have this conversation so that we could bring it to you guys. And I, I mean, we're even talking about possibly doing some stuff to, to get update in the hands of more people. So I, I, I this is fully vetted, and I believe in it. And I love it. Um, drinkupdate.com is the website discount code is biohacks. Daniel, please continue. Um, no, thank you.
1: Uh, so, so so, what I was going to say is, you know, I, I love coffee. I love the taste I love the ritual in the morning I wake up, I want a hot drink, right? I don't necessarily want to have to mix some ready to drink powder or, or, you know, energy drink like update. Um, But what I find is I used to have, you know, five coffees a day. I'm now able to reduce my caffeine intake to just the one in the morning. And then I have update, you know, one or two updates the rest of the day. And I'm set. Um, What, what's been really interesting is uh, if I go even just one day without a coffee in the morning, I feel terrible, right? Headache the whole lot. Um, If I go weeks without an update, I'm fine. And, and there's no, no withdrawal that I experience, And that that's really consistent with a lot of our users. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's really fascinating. And then, um, to, to Sean's point also earlier around the half-life, the one thing we can touch on is you can drink update later in the day and you can have a great night's sleep. And I think update, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think update would be the only energy drink that you can have, uh, that's not going to disrupt your sleep if you consume it later in the day. And so I think those two things are really interesting. Whereas with caffeine, um, none of none of these things apply.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And uh, Sean, we're going to, I want to discuss some of those trials and what you're seeing in, in, in the scientific literature. Um, when I first tried it, I quickly was drinking three cans a day. And then I was like, all right, I got to pump the brakes a little bit. This is aggressive. Because I told, I told one of my clients, he's like, you're drinking three of those a day? And I'm like, well, I'm podcasting and doing calls and this and that. So I, I throttled it back to one or two. And um, but yeah, I, I sent uh, a couple boxes to uh, my buddy and uh, Russell Brunson, who's ClickFunnels and and Bio uh, marketing secrets and all that stuff. And uh, he sent me a voicemail. I should have queued it up to play uh, on the podcast. But he was like, what is this? And he's like, I drank one can. I feel amazing. I did a mastermind all day. I came back home, ate dinner. I'm now working late preparing for the mastermind tomorrow, working on a webinar. He's like, this is like the greatest stuff ever. It's like it's like Matt
0: that is your lead in Anthony. That would be sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
2: um so I mean everybody who I've had try this, including clients who are very caffeine sensitive and and we're like kind of heartbroken that they had to give up caffeine because it eventually just wasn't agreeing with their nervous system. Do great with updates and Parazanthine. so um sean you're going to talk about some some of the science
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that you know that's like i said the the three methyl group removal is kind of a a new frontier is a new theory of mine that i was asserting and it looks to be true when we look at ld 50s which is like the lethal dose for half the animals. When you do these toxicity studies in particular, we did one around grass to get generally recognized as safe so that we could be used in food and beverage um, of which this is a food and beverage as a nutrition facts. Um, So we're seeing that all of these compounds, like not only caffeine, theophylline, theobromine, but also like, pre-mx and and down like past where parazanthine would be if you don't take the the parazanthine pathway um and there's more demethylation those are all more toxic like this compound parazanthine and its metabolites when you consume it are much 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 cleaner and so to your point Uh, with toxicity are you referring to neurotoxicity
2: liver toxicity like um what type of Uh,
0: that's a that's a great question um when I'm talking toxicity this is really like lethal dose stuff so okay um and that can come from a variety of methods like when you look at lethal dose when you do the studies like it can be from hepatotoxicity which you're talking about is the liver or it can be neurological a lot of times it tends to be the the liver or, you know, cardiac or something like that, um, but tends to be most often the liver. So, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so that's that's where we're seeing a, a lot of excitement on our part is that we're just bypassing the issues of being this fast or slow metabolizer in the bioindividuality and to where everyone is really experiencing this the same. We see about a 97 percent um, uh, positive effect with people like efficacy, whereas with caffeine, it's really like around 40. So um, we're seeing a, a very different experience. It's a wholly different experience. So to call it a caffeine metabolite is actually um, kind of erroneous. I would actually say I've been leaning more towards that caffeine is the precursor to the active known as paraxanthine. Paraxanthine is the thing that actually has all the benefits, the positive effects and you're bypassing that toxic precursor known as caffeine. So, you know, that could be a paradigm shift in how we address this. Um and I do feel like this is caffeine evolved. That the world is ready for something better that we can step out of an abusive situation with this molecule that said caffeine has moved society forward like we would not have the industrial revolution we would not have third shifts we would not have you know the stock exchange and there's so many things when i've looked at the history uh that's absolutely fascinating uh -hmm. with caffeine and what it's responsible for uh humanity and moving us forward i, I know, would have done half as much in my life
1: <laughs> <laughs> but now imagine, no... imagine if like the, the coffee break right which was uh created to increase productivity didn't have to get followed by the bathroom break straight after because you're consuming coffee right oh. imagine if parazanthine was actually uh what was available then or and the the alcohol
0: the alcohol in the evening to try and wind down because you're so jacked up Um, you know, which everyone's doing happy hour after work because they're so overstimulated. And I mean, exactly right. So, you know, paraxanthine is just a a better way forward. And um, every study we have is showing it's the cleaner, better option. Like it's always more safe. It's always more effective. It's always like caffeine either often has less effects than the paraxanthine has no effects or has counterproductive effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and we especially see that if you look at the um, studies around um, neurological performance, cognitive performance, or athletic performance with caffeine, usually in pretty high doses, like 600 milligrams to a gram or something like that, they're large doses. But you'll see that fast metabolizers, we see this now. Like for years, we didn't understand why there was such mixed results from study to study. Now, when we're looking at the CYP1A2 gene and we delineate the uh, uh, participants in these studies, we see the negative effects in the slow metabolizers and we see somewhat positive effects in the fast metabolizers. And so now that's clear. That this compound can have negative effects on cognitive performance and athletic performance from the majority of the population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, guys, drink, drinkupdate.com, discount code
2: biohacks. If you want to check it out. Um, I guess to kind of land this plane and, and bring it all together, um, I was going to just ask you guys sort of rapid fire about some of your favorite biohacks. So I'm planting that seed now, but. To kind of close out things around parazanthine and update, um, and I realize, Sean, there may be a little bit of a conflict of interest here. But when you think about cognitive performance, neurological performance, processing speed, athletic performance, is there anywhere that parazanthine loses to
1: caffeine, theacrine, or dynamine?
0: I uh, mean, you know, we
1: let's say stimulating energy if you want an overstimulating jolt you're not going to get that from parazanthine right yeah so that's a no (laughs) (laughs) i would say that like we
0: have about 10 years more understanding with t-creen and dynamine and parazanthine is is in its infancy in some ways although to the point I had before that ninety percent of the population takes caffeine, and about eighty percent of that converts to paraxanthine. So we've all had a lot of paraxanthine throughout our lives. We just haven't had it cleanly and fully in the right way. Um, I would just say that like it literally is like a just a quicker, cleaner burning um, feeling that has a lot of positive benefits beyond energy. Like you literally are healthier in your brain. It's not just like, oh, it's not having a negative effect. It's giving you a healthier brain. If I think about how the brain ages and has damage, like to your point before about, you know, maybe low serotonin, certainly low dopamine, like as you pointed out about um, these neurodegenerative conditions like Parkinson's, uh, there's issues with blood flow to the brain, nitric oxide. Mm -hmm. Oxygenation too. Uh, oxygenation to go with that, certainly. Um, and then um, oxidative stress and low levels of these master antioxidants like glutathione catalase and this protein along with NGF, which is nerve growth factor and mTOR in the brain. But in most, most importantly is BDNF, this brain-derived neurotrophic factor for neuroplasticity, which is the way the brain stays young and resilient is increasing all of these things. Like, it's amazing. So uh, we don't see that with any other methylxanthine. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is pretty revolutionary. And as good as I thought this compound would be, it's far exceeded everything I had hoped for. Yeah, and you can actually feel that, too. It feels healthy. It feels clean.
2: Um, yeah. Okay, beautiful. So you guys know the website, drinkupdate.com, discount code biohacks. Um, love what you guys are doing. Last thing, I, I guess, you know, Sean, you'd had some experiences in your past with health challenges, as I have. And um, I'm curious, what are and and Daniel, this question is coming to you too. just what are some of your all time favorite biohacks that remain a part of your life today? It could be habits, behavioral yeah. modifications, productivity hacks, substances, uh, supplements, whatever.
0: Yeah, great question. So my number one supplement is dihydroberberine, which I worked on, which is, you know, berberine has been shown to um, supersede even metformin. And dihydroberberine is many fold better in terms of bioavailability, um, less GI distress, and about 87% of us are metabolically dysfunctional. So it's the most powerful anti-aging compound I know of, and I think is really important to have that or something like it. What, um, where, what could I buy? Like, where could I buy that as a supplement? And how many milligrams would you recommend? Yeah. Um, 200 to 250 milligrams twice a day. You can get it on Amazon. The branded name is gluco vantage, and it's in probably 15 or 20 supplements on there. Awesome. Um, I think peak performance is like one brand that comes to mind. Um, So let's see, uh, Transformation is another brand that I can think of. Uh, Cold showers, like I love taking cold plunges, but you know, that's not easy to do unless you live next to a lake in the winter or you have one of those cool, you know, cold plunge, uh, you know, tubs and all that kind of stuff. I do contrasting showers where I go back and forth between hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold every 30 seconds, and I travel a ton. So, you know, this is something that's easy for me. Uh, Another thing I do, I travel with, it's called Light Path is the name of the company, and it's about uh, the size of, um, it's smaller than a laptop, Um, maybe the size of what would be like a folding phone if you had one of those. So... This thing is really cool, it's super low uh, EMF, Uh, it's better than the kind of Juve thing, much tighter, um, more infrared and near infrared, but also has blue light in it. And for me, when I travel, I love in the morning to use the blue light and red light and then in the evening use the red light only. I am very um, affected by a seasonal affective disorder like Mm -hmm. I I get very sensitive to when it's dark and because I travel a lot all over the world like this helps reset my circadian rhythm help wakes me up um you notice your mood is better when you're using it oh massive like blue light is so huge for me so like it's it's a huge turnaround I feel like someone turned on the lights for me like internally um anthenes obviously a huge part of this and I do take it every single day um and then lastly I would say I I think about ways to support space for myself going internal slowing down I do breath work I do journaling I've I bought coloring books that I Ooh. literally have right here on the table like my that, brother's been doing that um, there's a lot of great data around that. And I've been actually using like Frank Netter's drawings, um, who's done like all the anatomy drawings, like the most famous drawings that have been used for like 50 plus years. Like um, he's, it's a really incredible story, uh, Frank Netter. Um, so you can like color and learn, you know, so that's fun. And I have like these psychedelic coloring books that are cool too. Yeah, like yeah, that's and, and all that stuff, uh-huh. um, you know, and just, having prayer meditation gratitude like whatever that is like that's um because i find people are scared to go internally and do the work you know and and that's if you want to change your external environment change your internal environment Mm -hmm. change the narrative from being the the victim to being the victor Mm -hmm. if anyone talked to you like you talked to you you wouldn't be their friend Mm-hmm. So I'm changing that narrative. I'm doing the work, and I'm going internal and I'm calming myself. I'm getting into parasympathetic. and it just has a massive impact on what I feel like is my longevity, my biological aging, how I feel about myself, my relationships. So I think that one's really important. Awesome. Great answer.
1: Thank you. Uh, Daniel. um, I think for me, uh, a big part of it is, kind of consistency in what time I wake up, going to the gym every morning, um, you know what time I go to bed and try to really keep that routine very tight. Um, and I think that makes a big difference for me. I uh, I've tried to delay how you know the, the time period between waking up and drinking that first cup of coffee, um, which you know used to be five cups of coffee during the day and now um, I only have one. Um, and obviously, I, I supplement the rest of my day with update and parazanthine. Was was um, that uh, based on
2: a recommendation from Andrew
1: Huberman? Uh, yeah, was. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the, you know what, what I found with uh, replacing the coffee throughout the day was um, again just uh, lowering my dependency on it, which I feel really good about. I feel that's a really healthy choice. But also, you know, you'd have that cup of coffee in the afternoon after lunch, and your stomach just churns. Um, so, I find that doesn't happen anymore. Um, a lot of
2: coffees, we haven't even mentioned this, but it's loaded with with glyphosate and mold. pesticides, yeah. mold, a whole it, bunch of stuff that's that's yeah. not good for the gut, gluten cross reactant, you know, Cyrex mm-hmm. labs for people that want to dig into that. Yeah. Please continue, Daniel. Sorry, I just um, wanted to add no, that no, footnote.
1: No, that's great. I, I also find um, I've been drinking d- uh, dandelion root tea um, mm. almost uh, after every single meal. That's a diuretic, um, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. a diuretic, but what I find is, no matter what I'm eating, I just will never feel bloated. Mm. Um, I, I feel much like lighter and cleaner as I go about my day. Um, what brand so, do you use? It's off Amazon, like the, whatever your. Uh, it all works. All right, American cool. Version of Lipton tea is, or you know, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, and then the the other cool thing that that actually uh, Sean and I tried out last week was the Immortal Chamber Bed, um, mm. which was a really cool uh healing meditation healing chamber um the combined red light therapy vibration meditation um uh, music and voice um into this uh
2: that name sounds like some sort of pickup line if you're trying to get a chick back to your house. Okay. Yeah,
1: you want to come head. you want to come back to the immortal chamber bed. <laughs> that one that one was really amazing. Um from a an ability to just completely disconnect from the world for an hour. Um, whilst you're just, uh, having a sensorial experience, I I thought, uh, you know, if if I could afford to have one in my home, I would be doing that daily. What are those running? $75,000. All right. Well,
2: we keep blowing update up and, uh, get you an immortal chamber bed. (laughs) Some guys buy a Ferrari, you get an immortal chamber. bed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like it. So those that, I mean, that's a great list. I haven't checked out the, the immortal chamber bed and certainly haven't tried it. What, um. I mean, did you find that you went deeper than just doing meditation with binaural beats or some sort of audio visual entrainment?
1: Yeah, for for me, I find it really hard to switch off, especially when I try to meditate. Um, I find, I I find that we don't get taught to meditate correctly, or, or, or meditate in a consistent way, time and time again. And so you know, you sit there and you think, okay, I've got to put on like, calming music or the Sam Harris app. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel good after listening to this and and focusing on my breath for, you know, 20 minutes. Um, and I find that I personally get really distracted or antsy doing that. Um, what I found with this immortal bed was, you know, you're surrounded by so many different sensations, whether it's the vibration, the red light, the music, the, the, um, guided voice meditation, that it's almost impossible to deviate mm. um from that and and I really appreciated that as someone who finds it challenging to you know stay focused if I'm trying to meditate. I, I think a lot of people
2: can appreciate that. and usually, like when I'm teaching meditation to to someone that hasn't done it before, you usually have to give them two or three things to focus on, otherwise the brain will find you know another one or two things. Uh, to, to, to go with. And just to correct, um, Sean pointed out, it's, it's the a uh chamber bed. So if you guys wanted to check that out and, and look it up. Well, Sean, Daniel, I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's great meeting you gents. I, I love what you're doing with updates and uh, truly believe in it. And, and guys, if you've enjoyed this conversation, and you want to show appreciation for the time and energy and wisdom that that Sean and Daniel put in go to drinkupdate.com uh, and pick up a, a bunch of cases of update discount code biohacks will hook you up and um Sean Daniel where can people stay up to date with everything you guys are, are are working on and cool projects and future products uh
1: you can hear about what we're up to at update uh, by following us on all socials uh where at drink update. Um, so that's across Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, so that's Drink Update. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me at Sean Wells,
0: S-H-A-W-N-W-E-L-L-S. And I have a ton of content on supplements, on biohacking, all that good stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yes. And
2: I mean now, last thing for real, Sean, give us a quick 30-second elevator on the energy formula. What's in there? What can people expect? Where can they pick that up?
0: Your yeah, so it's it's six hallmarks. It's um it's um it revolves around exercise, nutrition, routines, growth, your tribe. Oh, and the first one was uh experiment. Um so it's these different hallmarks. It's broken down so that you have more energy. I have like 70 different um diagrams and infographics in there. I have surveys to test like how well you're doing and how well you're progressing. Um, There is an audible version, an ebook, um, a hardcover, softcover coming out with a chorus around it. There's formulators, corners that go through all the supplement stacks. And then there's resource hacks that go through all the different devices and how those work um and i get no monies from anything in the book so it's all just unbiased like what i believe what i've researched and um it's very reasonable to buy and and uh hopefully everyone loves it it's it's sold very well uh internationally so yeah awesome well guys yeah, and, feel free to pick pick that up as well yeah if you go to energyformula.com you get extra uh free guides you get like um an exercise hacks uh, guide, you get some nutrition guide, some resource, uh, sorry, some uh, recipe books and all kinds of free things if you go there. But you can also find it on Amazon, of course. Fantastic. Well, Sean Wells, Daniel Solomons, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the work that
2: you're doing and uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, awesome, thank you for having us.
2: I wanna share real quickly The three main reasons that so many people have horrible digestion and the subsequent downstream health consequences of a dysregulated digestive system. First, all of us have been drinking and showering in water that's loaded with chlorine and fluoride and bromide and a whole bunch of other chemicals that kill the healthy bacteria and other microorganisms in our gut. Number two, imagine you had to drink a cup of pesticide and herbicide, you know, glyphosate. It's now in everything and it's been in everything since the 1990s, but it goes one step further. Now you look at all of the technology that we have integrated into our lives. Now let's go back in time and imagine you're on the African savanna and all of a sudden, a lion comes out of the brush. What's your body going to do? It's going to spike the stress hormone cortisol. Your adrenals, in communication with your brain, are going to see this lion. They're gonna recognize that you are now in danger. Now, the problem is we're not on the African savanna, and a lion didn't just come out of the brush, but we're doing that same thing to ourselves all the time. And it's part of the reason that so many guys can only eat one meal a day, and they're having—you know—they're switching to carnivore. And if they have any carbs, their 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 digestion and their health is, is a wreck, and their whole body gets inflamed. I can tell you also from experience that that doesn't go to a good place. And until we even have an idea of what is contributing to this situation, we can't fix it. And if you want help, that's what I do. I help people fix their gut and then get their body back functioning optimally. So if you want help with this stuff, you can go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, grab a time to talk with myself or someone from our team. That's biohackercoaching.com. Appreciate you guys. If you found this helpful or you know someone who's been struggling with digestive issues, please send it to them. Thank you.